Welcome to Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And we're here to talk about Three Iron Brewing. Three they Iron are... Brewing. You know, we, we were going to go to a different uh, three beer place. Yeah, uh, we're, we were on a three roll, beer. weren't we? We, we mm. were going to go to a place called Three Marm because one of uh, one of our, our followers on social media had suggested it. Three Marm yeah. is up in... Um, They're called Pesley. listeners, Tobin. One of our listeners. One of our podcast subscribers. <laughs> yes. One of our, yes. But uh, they suggested we go. Yeah. And, uh, we drove up there, and we, we had a, a bit of a sad experience when we got there because oh. there was nobody home. Yeah, um, they were closed. They, they were at a special event. Yeah, they were doing a special event. <laughs> and uh, we didn't think, to, I mean, we, we had looked at it online before we went, but we didn't look like the day before, and or at least we didn't recognize. After the fact, we went online and saw that, oh, yeah, they are, in fact, not closed and out of business, but just shut down for the weekend or for the Saturday because they were at a special event. So it was like, okay, yeah. all so right. Make it up there at some point. But, yeah, so. Uh, after, after our failure at Three Marm, we decided to go to Three Iron in Colton. Yeah, now, this is real close Iron, to home for you. Yeah, that's my local, right? I mean, I literally run past it on my when I do my weekend runs. It's, it's on my route. It's pretty close to the house. And uh, I have to say, it's, it's always been kind of a, a favorite of mine. It's, it's, it's that local place where I always go and I feel comfortable, meet up with friends. You know, um, they, they've created a nice little environment for folks. I, I got to say, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. They, yeah. Oh, well, the way, they're located at, at 898 South Via Lada uh, uh, in Colton. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about um, sort of the different levels of of, um, of brewing, not so much in the quality of the brew, but just sort of the finish of the place. And this yeah. one, I would say, is at that, that at the very beginning side of that in that the, the chairs are pretty much pretty much a mixed mash of like uh, office or conference chairs that have been uh, collected from somewhere. They really don't. None of the chairs match. The tables are all drop leg plastic top tables and you sort of sit in or adjacent to the brewing area. Um, so they're, they're not trying to be fancy by any stretch. Um, no. You know, there it's, it's, you know, the, the, the furnishings, the finishings are, you know, we have a, a, a what looks like sort of a homemade bar up front. Um, and I'm not saying it's homemade, but it does, you know, it's not particularly fancy yeah. bar, but it's a place to come and order your drinks. Um, they've got plenty of taps there. They actually have quite a good selection though, because a lot of those, those sort of places that are, um, that have that similar look, tend to be either startups or just they, they, they don't have they don't want to invest the money and the time and the effort to have so many different taps and uh, three iron has a pretty darn good selection for um, sort of for where they're at with that and we tried uh, we tried nine beers and I think they probably yeah. had another five or six on on tap yeah they, they easily have a dozen if you look at their website which is three ironbrewingcompany.com or co.com three ironbrewingco.com uh, and you look at their tap list, and uh, they show a little over a dozen different um, uh, things on tap at any given point in time. And they do a relatively good job, I think. You know, I'm just looking at it here in terms of what we actually got to taste. Um, you know, I think it's pretty well uh, kept up to date. They're up, you know, so you can yeah. see what's there. One thing I like that they do that not everybody does is for every drink, they not only have the ABV, but they also have the IBU. So yeah. if you're not a fan of bitter or you are a fan of bitter, uh, I've used the International Bitterness Unit, um, you can 
kind of get a feel for where you might want to go, which is nice. Yeah, and you know they have a, one of the things they have too. When we did we did a flight, which was um, eight beers. Was it eight? Yeah, beers? it's probably the biggest flight I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, I think they offered four and eight. Maybe I'm misremembering. Anyway, That's what they said they, was four and eight. But I mean, yeah. I've seen well, five and eight. six before, but I've not seen an eight even as an option yeah. most places. But they gave us a, a beautiful card that had all of the ones on there, and he just mm-hmm. marked the numbers of what order they were in on our our. Yeah, our yeah, flight. it's actually kind of cool because yeah. they they literally have a taster flight card, and it has all of their beers listed by number, and you know has their their logo at the top and kind of a picture of a green golf course behind it, which goes with yep. the whole three iron, uh, uh, you know. Uh, theme and it's a professionally printed uh, four color process nice card and at the bottom then they have a little drawing of what looks like the uh, the board that the that the tasters are all set in and yes. uh, and so all they, like you said is they just write the number in the position that they put that beer and uh, so you know what's what and, and yeah. so a lot of times we go to places and you and I are like scribbling down quickly the notes so which beers which and which spot so we know it i right. thought this just made that so nice it was very professional mm-hmm. just made that it, it elevated that experience a yeah bit. remember when we were at escape they had like a uh, a custom printed post-it note pad that yes. they then wrote them on and then put the sticky note on your on your uh, tasters um and it was that you know was it was pre-printed but this is this looks nicer this is a you know probably cost a bit more to print these cards because these are like uh postcard size cards but they're yes. they're actually really nice um, for for this thing. And again, they not only have the name of the beer, they have the ABV and the IBU for each of the beers on the card. So so, so. we ordered eight beers on the flight, and then just out of curiosity, uh, there was one beer on the menu that we didn't get in the flight. And I said, "Oh, can I have a taster?" And I thought he was going to give me just one of those little like little Dixie cup tastes. You know, yeah, yeah, sip. yeah, a thimbleful, instead, right? He gave me the the nice little five ounce. Just yeah, like he gave you basically the same glass as we were getting in the flight. So you just, you got a nine drink flight. I so, did. Yeah, and, I did taste it yeah. too, though. So <laughs> we so cross taste. As anybody who's listened to this, anybody who listens knows, uh, when we get uh, a flights, we each taste each other's flights so that we can yeah. uh, you know just get more variety that way. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's the goal, mm-hmm. right? And so you try mm-hmm. to pick beers that you you think you'll like, but you also try to pick a few that are. You know, out of your comfort yeah. zone a little Not bit. Not so sure it, you will like. Yeah. We'll see if it's see if it's any good. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, I'm gonna just start off by saying there was nothing here that I went, yuck, that is terrible. You know, yeah. and I've had some places where I just didn't want to finish it. And, you know, when we're when we're tasting, there's a lot of times when we don't finish it, but but there's times when I just don't want to finish it. Um that didn't happen here. You no, know, I thought we, we each of the beers really for good. Yeah. It, for the varieties that they had, um, you know, and they had a fairly wide range. Each of them, for me, was pretty drinkable, but there were certainly some standouts. So, um, what was your first first beer up? So, so this was well, actually the extra, the ninth beer that I asked right. for, and I had it first, and it was a peanut butter porter. And right. I have to tell you that it it looked and drank very much like a soda. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would call this a dessert beer. It was dark and sweet mm-hmm. and nutty, and it, it, it didn't have a strong beer flavor, um, but it did have a little bit of that peanut butter to it, and it was just, but it was a dessert beer, mm-hmm. so maybe a little too sweet for something that you would drink a whole bunch of. Yeah. Now, it tasted to I, me like a porter with a strong peanut butter uh, sense in, into it, 
um, especially yeah. on the finish. Your aftertaste was sort of like you just swallowed a tablespoon of peanut butter to me, um, which actually was kind of pleasant. I mean, I, I like peanut butter, so you know, it was yeah. easy, easy for me. Although I will say I've had peanut butter beers before and generally have not been a fan of them. And, and I would say with this one, again, knowing what it is, it was very good version of what it is. It's not something yeah. I would drink a ton of just because, like you said, it's kind of sweet. It's it's the, that peanut buttery. It wasn't very beer-like because it was, um, you know, because it was strongly peanut butter. But uh, I gave it a three-star overall and was very pleased with it. I, I gave it three and a half. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I I would go back for it. I mean, it's, it's unusual, but I, I enjoyed it, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. I yeah. did enjoy it. I, I thought it was pr- appropriately sized glass for that beer. The five ounce glass, yeah. I'd, I would be fine. I don't need, I, you know, I don't need a pint of that. But it was, but it was good for what it was. It was quite good. Now, so you and I are both uh, Colton High School grads. Yeah. And so the next, the next beer had a sort of a nostalgic appeal to both of us. At least the name, right? They do tie right. into their community by some of the decorations they put up in the place. They really tie into some of the high schools and stuff in the area. And uh, which I'm guess, you know, for a bar maybe is <laughs> high school appeal. I don't know. It's probably nostalgic high school appeal, right? We'll right. go with that. Crimson and Gold Ale was an ABV of 1.5. What's, what's, what's Crimson and Gold for, Todd? Crimson and Gold is the color of the Yellow Jackets, the Colton High Yellow Jackets. That's the school That's colors. Right. Crimson and Gold. And what, and what year did you graduate, brother? We're not talking about that. But I'm a proud <laughs> graduate. From yonder years. Now I was gra- I'm a graduate from 1980, and I graduated in 1986. Yeah. I think my son graduated there from 2011. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was editor of the yearbook, and we named the yearbook something so original: "Dawn of a Decade." <laughs> <laughs> so the yearbook in 1980 was titled "Dawn of a Decade." Yeah. So the crimson we, we and gold. Down mem- we strolled down memory lane as we drank this beer. Yeah, slightly. Mostly I was focused on the beer. Um, okay. It's an ABV of 5.1 and an IBU of 27. So it's it's pretty low on the IBU scale and about average for the ABV for, for craft brews. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought that it smelled um, a little bit citrusy. Now, I will admit that last weekend I was having some allergy issues, so I was a little bit stuffed up and my smell was a little off. So if you smelled something different, I'm going to say let's go with what you had because my nose was mm, hit and miss. But I kind of got that. And on the taste end, I certainly got it. Um, it the, the other note that I had here was it was lightly carbonated. Um, and I don't know whether it was because of the heat of the day, the temperature that I like to serve or whatever. But all of the beer seemed to be somewhat lightly carbonated and um, uh, wasn't particularly cold. And I don't know if that's just yeah. because by the time he poured 16 tasters and we then we sat down and then we look at everything and take notes and take pictures. And by the time we got around to drinking it, it wasn't as cold yeah. and refreshing as I might have liked it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I didn't notice much of a, a smell on this, but like you, mm-hmm. I think I was maybe a little congested. Right. Um, none of the beers had like a, a big head on them. Uh, you know, this one was mm-hmm. a little muddy in its look. You know, um, usually when I'm thinking of an ale, I, I think of a, a clearer. Yeah. yeah, it was a little glass. cloudy. Little cloudy. In cloudy. fact, it looked a little bit more like a, a wheat type beer, and yet later we had a wheat beer that was clearer than this one. Yes, but I will tell you that this one had a really crisp flavor. Like I, uh-huh. I, I liked the taste of this beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it maybe had a little more carbonation, but other than that, I'd say this was a pretty solid, yeah, pretty solid beer. Yeah, it was a, a an amped up craft version of of a a 
you know, smooth drinking everyday kind of beer. Yep. And uh, and so it had a little more flavor. Like you said, the the carbonation was a little low. I don't know if they they just had their their uh, system set differently or what. But but um, but you know we we've been there before, and I don't remember talking about or thinking about the carbonation being low, uh, or the temperature not being quite as cold as I like. So I've got to just kind of write that off to that was going yeah. on that day, um, and maybe there was something we didn't really ask about it. We could have, I guess, but we didn't. Yeah. Um, so um, I was pleased with that beer overall, though. I gave it three I and a half stars as an overall. And I, I gave it three. I gave uh-huh. that one three. So we're both in the ballpark on the first two. Yeah. Half half point away each way. Yeah. Right. So the next beer was, was I think, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and it surprised me in some really interesting ways. Um, it's called Hacker's Honey Wheat. It's a 5.6% ABV and a 25 mm-hmm. IBU. And I had like a wow moment when mm-hmm. I drunk. When I drunk, when I drank, when I sit, when I guzzled. How I much did you drunk? Um, <laughs> I, had, I was worried. When I see honey in the name, right? Right. There's a tendency when people add honey that they, they get this this the, the sweetness yeah, off. They've and it just, overdone it. Yeah. It, it can ruin the beer. Yeah, I and couldn't. and honey, you know, I, I mean, I think maybe you know, sugar like sucrose sugar, white table sugar, doesn't have a lot of distinctive taste on its own. Honey very much does. It's a very yeah. unique flavor in addition to being sweet. And, yeah, so when they add honey to something, you, I'm with you. I kind of go, oh, oh. Um, yeah. But I agree. I, I was totally surprised at how much I like this. In fact, I listed it as similar to the Crimson and Gold, but with less of a, of a fruit, less of a citrusy taste to it. Yeah. Um, it was a nice, clear wheat beer with a real clean finish. Again, light carbonation. Um, but I gave it my highest rate of uh, my highest score of the day. I, yeah. It was my favorite beer. Thank you. See, we agree. Our favorite. Yeah. I gave I, it 4.5 overall. What'd you do? Oh, wow. I gave him a 4. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I, I, I honestly probably could have given him a 4.5. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I, I find myself sort of thinking back and the mouthfeel. There was something about the finish on that beer mm-hmm. that just, it was so smooth and so nice. And they got the balance, right? They, sometimes you, mm-hmm. they, there's, when you add something like honey, you get the balance wrong. And it was so spot on. I was like, yeah. okay, these guys it was, nailed it. It reminds me of, uh, you know, I think you're the one who told me about it. There's a honey vanilla um, yogurt that you can get, Greek yogurt. And I think it's Greek God is what it's called or the brand name, something like that. And yeah. and it tastes almost like cream cheese. And you don't get honey. It isn't, it's got honey in it, but you don't, that's not like the overpowering flavor. And like in, in this beer like that, you know, it's it's got the the it's a honey wheat. But if nobody told you that and just said, "Hey, it's here's a beer, taste it," um, I'm not sure you would have come away going, "Wow, there's some honey in there." Um, yeah. But that's not a bad thing. It was there without making it overly sweet. With the flavors were all very balanced. It was just it was overall a really good drink. Yeah, if if I was to go back, I think that would be my my go to for sure. I just, oh yeah, hands down, that'd yeah. be the the one that I'd say, yeah. Yeah, give me a pint of that. Now the next beer was one of my lower ones, and I and and like you, I really didn't have a, a bad beer, but but mm-hmm. in this genre, this is an orange wedge beer. Um, I, I orange, felt like orange was, wedge wheat, orange wedge wheat beer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was by comparison to other orange beers that I've had, it just it didn't it didn't hit right for me. Really? Um, so yeah. Uh, so it's 5.2 ABV, uh, 25 IBU, mm-hmm. and um, you know I didn't catch the citrus flavor at the front. I I, I thought the um, I don't know how to describe it. it, it, it For me, it, it tasted really... like a sweet orange without the rind 
too many orange orange things taste to me like somebody puts uh, put um, uh, shavings of the rind of the orange in it to give it sort of a hint of orange, and that always yeah. comes off as so bitter tasting to me. And this didn't have that. Yeah, well, for me, this one it was a combination of I just didn't feel like the orange hit right. Like there was mm-hmm. just something off about the way the orange tasted to me. Right. And I don't know what type of orange they're using. Maybe it was some. I don't know. Didn't hit right. And then the carbonation was just again a little on the flat side. And right. The combination of those two things, I just, I, I, I found myself not enjoying yeah. this. And I typically enjoy an orange beer. I, I used to love the mm-hmm. the orange wheat that they had at uh, Hangar Twenty Four. That was always one that I would go for. Right. Um, I just didn't feel like this one was the best representation in that class of. Of beers, I've had better. I yeah. Know. Okay. See, and I, I was surprised because I'm not usually a fan of wheat beers at all, or and, and or fruity beers. And this orange wedge wheat, uh, for me, um, had a again, considering my nose issues, my uh, the slight OJ smell on the front end, but it didn't yeah. have that that bitter bite of orange. And yet it was there was clearly orange in there. So I actually thought the flavor was spot on. I was very annoyed again with the felt. I felt like it was undercarbonated. Um, and and yeah. not as cold as I would have liked it. Um, I ended up giving it 3.5. I thought it was not a bad beer. I think it largely suffered from coming right after the Hacker's Honey Wheat that we both liked so much. Yeah, and I, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I, I gave this one a 2.5. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I but I wasn't, again, I wasn't like, I would drink this beer, but mm-hmm. I, was, I, I feel like I've had better orange wheat beers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, and, and again, for me, I don't know that I would go and order it because I'm, it's, it's, it's not a genre of beer that I particularly care for. But of those yeah. kinds of beers that I've had, this one was probably one of the more drinkable ones for me. And so I felt like it was a fairly strong uh, uh, example of, of both a wheat and a fruit wheat or orange wheat or citrus wheat. Um, so I was pleased with it overall. I thought that one wasn't bad. So that's the furthest we were apart. We were apart on that one by, by a full point. Um, so yeah. far, but, uh, but yeah, orange wedge wheat. So, um, so why don't, you, short, why don't you leave the next one for us, Todd? Short iron pale ales, the next one up. The uh, short iron pale ale uh, had an ABV of 5.2, but we didn't get, I didn't get the IBU. And, and that one is a seasonal beer. They don't have it all the time. And so it wasn't, they had to handwrite it onto the card. And so um, I didn't check the because uh, they had all the info up on the wall behind the bar, and I meant to check that before we left, so, and I didn't. But my guess is that oh wait a minute, here it is: Short Iron Pale Ale, five point five ABV, uh, fifty seven IBU. So it's going to be a little bit more bitter, uh, being a pale ale, uh, than the wheats that we were having from. And uh, my notes were uh, strong, strong IPA smell but clean mid sort of bitter through the mid and, and then sort of a bitter finish, um, you know, and it was, uh, you know, mild uh, kind of in the middle middling pay, uh, um, it was on the yellow amber side of things, but it wasn't into the Browns yet. Um, like I said, the, the, the IPA smell, which is something I'm not a big fan of, uh, was fairly prevalent even through my stuffed up nose, which tells you yeah. something. Um, but I thought the taste and the finish overall weren't bad for what it was. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, it was mm-hmm. a, a clear amber color. Uh, I, the hoppy scent was, you know, not my favorite, but I've, right. I've smelled some that were stronger and worse. So, it, it, yeah. you know, it's okay. It's kind of in that that range. I felt that this was a really bold, sort of flavorful beer, uh-huh. um, and and there, that it lingered a little bit. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you, you the 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 finish is just like, 
it's done and gone. This one lingered just a little bit in a, in a good mm-hmm. way. A little a bit of way. a pucker like, there, like, a little bit of the tartness because of the little bit higher yeah. IBU than the other beers. Yeah. By the way, I got that information since I didn't look when we left on their website. I have their tap list up on the website, and the Short oh, Iron cool. Pale Ale is how I got that uh, 57 IBU for that one. And, uh, yeah, I thought that one wasn't bad at all. Um, the, uh, you know, I mean, as far as pale ales go, um, you know, I thought it was more drinkable than most. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'd, I'd go back for it. I gave this one three and a half stars. Uh, and I gave it three. So back within a half star. Okay. So we haven't yeah. agreed on anything exactly yet, but we've been close. No. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're in the ring. Yeah, on the range, because, you know, three iron. we got to go stay with the theme, right? The golfing theme. Yeah. Um, they had another IPA up next, the Eagle IPA, 6.8 IB, or ABV and a 90 IBU. So um, getting a little bit more, uh, and this is interesting. It says 90 IBU Eagle. That's what it says on the card. On their website, it says 6.8 and 69 IBU. Okay. Um, so I would probably go with the 69 because I'll tell you, I didn't feel that this mm-hmm. one had um, as much of a bitter flavor as um, the short iron did. Right. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with that. Yeah. Fancy. It had a more mild smell, too. You know, the IPA smell, yeah. that that kind of hoppy, skunky smell at the front end was more mild than the short iron. Um, and this one also was one of those IPAs that has kind of a hazy look to it. So it was a hazy IPA. Yep. Um and the taste was similar to the short iron, but I think you're right. It was a little maltier to start, and but had a similar finish, that kind of little bit of a bite finish. And so I think if you yep. look at the, uh, you know, if one was 57, this would be 69. I don't think it was 90. No. So, yeah. yeah. I, so I, th- I, I felt like there was a little coffee hint to this one, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that's kind of been a popular thing. People like to add a little coffee flavor into them. And I thought that, that, that I mm-hmm. got a bit of that in this one. Yeah, I didn't have that in my notes, and I, I don't recall that. But it was overall, again, as far as IPAs go, I thought it was a good example of a decent IPA that wasn't so, you know, wasn't overpowering. Now they do have a double IPA that we did not get. Um, that's yeah. an I, uh, IBU of 150. Um, so I mean, if you really, really like IBA, uh, um, I, the IPAs, the double IPAs stronger. It's nine percent ABV and 150 IBU. Um, so I guess it depends on what you're drinking for, right? But uh, we yep. didn't go there. Yep. We didn't go there. So Eagle was up. Do you want to take the next one? Yeah. So the next one is a pineapple orange wedge. And before we talk about the beer, I, w- I want to talk mm-hmm. about our beer tender. You know, one of the questions we always ask is, uh, can you help arrange mm-hmm. these beers for us? You know, so we get them in a good progression. And right. and so uh, he talked about how having the two fruit-flavored ones side-by-side might confuse us a little bit. Right. And so he put this one further in the, the right. Because we had an orange wedge, and then we had a pineapple orange wedge. And yes. so it was, um, uh, you know, what's what's the diff between them, right? And uh, yeah. I always say it's it's a fairly substantial diff. Uh, I, you know what we didn't do? We didn't give the Eagle IP an overall rating. I gave it a three. Oh. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. In fact, it hey. was, it was sol- solid threes right down the line yeah. for me. Yeah. Okay, so we're first time we agree, 100%. Eagle IPA is a, a three, which is a, you know a solid beer. I mean, it's it's you yeah. know it's there's absolutely. I mean, 
you know, for me, if it's going to go above a three, there has to be some characteristics or character that, that stand out. Um, if it goes below a three, there's got to be something I can point to and say, you know, there's this aspect of that beer I don't care for. If it's a three, that just to me, for me, that's a, a solid drinkable beer and would have no hesitation in telling somebody, hey, go have this at this place. Yes. Um, you know, if it's under three, then I've got to give them some warnings about, hey, you're going to have go drink this, but be aware it's going to be a little bitter or it's going to be a little this or a little that, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think three's a, a, a good call on the Eagle. So, so, so the, Todd, I, before we talk about the pineapple, I do have to let you know yeah. I have a guest here uh, with me who may come on mic here in a little bit. Um, we have kittens, and <laughs> um, my my boy cat, who's named Colton, which is, of course, we're doing three iron, so Colton's going to hop up on my lap. Yeah. And he's a talker. And so he if is. I stop petting him, he will talk. So let's see if we get some words from Colton. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, nothing yet. Nothing yet. So I'll start talking about the pineapple orange wedge and you can torture the cat to make it, get him to make noise. I heard that. <laughs> he's looking at me. Why, why'd you stop petting me? Yeah. Anyway, he hopped up on my lap. So he's, he wants to be part of the show. So go ahead and tell us what you thought of the pineapple, so, pineapple orange wedge. Now this is a similar beer to the orange wedge, which, um, if you recall, I gave the, uh, orange wedge a 3.5, um, I'll just, you know, cut to the chase. I gave this one a 3.0. It's sweeter than the orange wedge. Um, the pineapple taste is very present. In fact, I, I noticed more pineapple than I did orange. Um, to me, this was almost no carbonation whatsoever. It was just almost flat. Um, and it was probably the, the least carbonated beer we had. And I felt the others were under carbonated. Uh, it's a 5.2 IB or ABV and a 25 IBU. Um, you know, I, I actually originally even scored this one at 2.5 and, and, you know, and I think I might even go back to that because I just did not care for this that much. Again, the carbonation issue and the sweetness present from the pineapple to me was distracting from the drink. So it's funny because we were reversed on the, uh, the regular orange wedge where I said it was, I, I gave it a lower rating and you gave it the higher rating mm-hmm. on this one. I were reversed again. I actually like this one a little bit better. Um, I mm-hmm. thought that it was a very nice fruity beer that they had the nice balance. I liked the sweet start of the beer, but it had a good mm-hmm. strong beer finish. And one of the things that I've struggled with with fruit beers is that I, I've and I've said this to you before, they often mm-hmm. sound like or taste like a fruit juice to me. I don't get a beer flavor. Right. This one I felt had a really nice beer finish to it. And so I enjoy this one. I gave it a three point five. Mm-hmm. Three and a half stars. Yeah, like I said, I, I bounced back and forth between the three and the two point five. I mean, I, I ended up crossing out the two point five and leaving the three. Um, so I guess that's what I'll say is because that's what I, I wrote down when I was drinking yeah. it. But so we're a half half a star again away. But yeah, for me, it just you know I think this one to me seemed to have the least carbonation, which in a beer bothers me, and I felt it was too juicy, not enough beery for me. I didn't I didn't feel like there was a beer finish. I felt like I just. I don't know. I just didn't care for it ever that much. Um, I think if, if, if fruit beers are your, your thing, though, I mm-hmm. think that they've got, you know, between those two options, someone's going to find one I think that they like. I Oh, yeah. I think that they're good good beers. Yeah, there's a fair mix there. Um, I mean, they haven't got, you know, they've got the pineapple orange and the orange. Um, a lot of places you'll see some lemon, and then we've seen some berry ones in places, too. They do have a sour mango blonde, which we didn't taste, which is quite good, and a hazy pina colada. Um, so that would be a pineapple, uh, coconut. Um, Interesting. and we didn't try either of those. So those are on there. Um, but, uh, so they've got a few other, 
uh, fruit beers that we just didn't try. But the two that yeah. we tried, I thought were actually pretty good for what they yeah. were. Um, you know, I say that I liked the the orange more, the pineapple. The, the other one, I, I I'm not gonna say it was pretty good. I thought it was okay, and I it, I end up giving it a three, which I literally just said three means it's a good solid beer. So yeah. I'm gonna have to say it's a two point five for me because I didn't think it was a good solid beer. It's not one I would recommend. But okay. But you know your opinion was different than mine, so um, it was. I I liked it. I gave it a three and a yeah. half. I yeah. And again, it's so funny because the first one I gave it two and a half, and, and here I am, you know, giving this one a three and a half. It's like okay, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and and so for people to, who are listening too to know, um, we seldom. I guess we we occasionally we talk back and forth while we're doing it about like what we scored it. We'll talk about the aspects of the beer, the color, the flavor, and stuff. But we don't always share with each other our like overall score for a beer. And yeah. so, um, so like we're sitting here talking. I don't know that we had told each other what we scored these things. You know, we may have talked about, hey, that's interesting, or it's kind of flat, or you know, we'll talk about the beer, but we don't yeah. share our scores so much. So when we're actually sitting here recording is when I'm finding out what you scored and you're finding out what I scored. It's kind of interesting sometimes yeah. to see it see is. where it we is. landed. So um, next so, up is the Hooked Red Ale. And, and you and I like red beers. We do. This was an ABV of 7 and an IBU of 84. Um, my note says, not red, it's brown, and it has a bitter finish, slightly burnt. So um, yeah. a little roasted, a little more roasted than I probably like on the, on the hops, a little more toasted. Um, but overall, I actually liked the beer. It was um, a, a, a brownish color. Um, it had probably more head than any of the other beers that we had that day. Um, yeah. Now, I didn't smell anything, but again, my nose was, you know, hit and miss. Um, but I liked the taste all the way around, and I ended up giving it a 4 as an overall drink. See, I gave it a 3.5, and, and I did smell. I thought it had kind of a hoppy... A smell at the front end. I, you mm -hmm. know, it, it's a red. It was a red that looked like a brown and kind of had some IPA type qualities to it. Right. Uh, but I thought that they really kind of rounded it out. I thought that the yeah. the way it finished again was a was a winner for me. Um, and, and it just had yeah. that really strong sort of hit at the beginning. I, I liked it. I liked it. I three and a half was good. Um, right. I, I, I originally it scored it three and a half, and I marked it out and moved it to a four after after the last taste. So, so the, the the last beer we had, the two of them looked very similar, right? It's right. A, it's a brown beer, yeah. and um, and so I did a little comparison, and so I, of the two, I liked the last beer we did better. So I, yeah. So this one got the three and a half, and the next one's going to get the four. Right. The and this was the bogey brown, and this one I had given a four, and then it's funny. The last three beers I was very bouncing back and forth on. I originally yeah. gave the bogey brown a. Uh, uh, a four and then moved it to 4.5. Um, but my only note negative against it was that it was low carbonation again. Um, ABV of six and IBU of 38. Um, it was the darkest of the colors of the beers that we had, had a reasonably good head on it. Again, I couldn't smell it at this point. Um, taste, I gave it one of the higher scores on taste and a nice solid finish. The Bogey Brown was a good beer. Yeah, I gave it a four. I liked it. I thought it had a nice uh, nutty kind of smell to it. Mm -hmm. uh, very subtle uh, flavor that just uh, just went right through the, the whole drink. I mean, it's a good finish. I mean, just the balance was perfect. I, I, I really liked it. As a representation of a brown beer, I thought this was a really good one. Um, and I gave it a yeah. four. Um, yeah, I would I would have a an ounce of that one. Or not an ounce. 
I would have a pint of that one. <laughs> I'll take I an ounce, please. Yeah, no, no. We have to go back to, uh, what was it, Evans Brewing that had the, uh, you can pour an ounce. Yes. You pour as much as you want. Have an ounce. Um, although I think it was almost impossible to pour an ounce there. I think the smallest pour we had was about 2.2 or something. <laughs> it was right. tough to turn it on, shut it off, and just get an ounce. But, um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that uh, that one and the uh, and the uh, honey wheat that we talked about were both yeah. just, uh, you know, the top of their of their uh tap list for me and um ironically like i said the the honey wheat is not usually a a beer that i go like oh that's my favorite kind of beer that one i would come in and say you know it would uh be a tough pick for me to pick between that and the brown um you know if i were to come in and say let's have a pint knowing what i know now you know not going in blind i would look at those two and go okay one of those two is the one i want yeah so I, I, um, I just have to say I had a really good experience. Um, mm-hmm. I like I like uh, uh, three iron. Like I said, it's sort of my local place. Yeah, um, I didn't. You couldn't really go wrong with any of the beers we drank. Yeah. Um, good, no, I agree. Fun experience. They have a fairly good range and a fairly good example of all uh, of all of them. Um, you know, we didn't have anything down in the one uh, one or twos. We had a two and a half was the lowest thing you scored. I think three was the lowest I scored anything. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I take that. I took one down to a two and a half. The, I, I didn't care for the pineapple. Um, but, you know, what? one thing we haven't talked about is food. And we've been there before, and they were cooking out back, and it was really good, and I and I really enjoyed the food that I had. Um, since that time, they've put a, a warmer up on the bar, and they had a pizza in there rotating around so you could buy a slice of pizza. It didn't look terribly appealing to me. Yeah. And so we actually ended up leaving and going to a pizza place and having and having yeah. another beer over there rather than having a pint, another pint before we left, um, just because the pizza didn't look terribly appealing. Yeah, um, and I think that's that that lost them an extra drink they would have probably gotten from us plus food, you know. Right. Uh, so I will say this for them, though. Normally we go and do our tastings on Friday evenings. And so they're, you know, yeah. things are hopping a little bit more. This was a Saturday afternoon. And so it really wasn't necessarily when they were going to be cooking a lot of food because there wasn't enough people there to warrant yeah. that. So No, you know, you're right. I think they, there was a fairly small group that was there, a couple people up front, us in the back, and then a couple people, right. a couple at another table. Right. So it wasn't, yeah, so. It wasn't super crowded in the middle of a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I don't want to, like, slam them for um, uh, not having food because I've had food there and I remember which, what, what it was I had last time I was there, but it was, you know, it was something off the grill out back and it was quite good. I, or maybe it was a, a, a fired, uh, pizza, handmade pizza yeah. or something, but it, they've, they've done a variety of different things as far as food goes. And I've had some really good food, uh, and, and I remember enjoying it, you know, so, yeah. so, you know, having they, a, they, a, um, they're, a they're pizza out of the page. warmer just didn't sound particularly good on that time at that time. Their, their so. Facebook page is pretty good at updating what they've got going on there. And so when they drop mm-hmm. a new beer, if they're going to have a band playing, if they're going to have some special food offering. And, and um, you know, because I go there because it's close, it always is popping uh-huh. up in my feed. And I'll often say, oh, great, okay. And then, you know, if they've got something that looks interesting, I'll pop over, you know. So yeah. they do a good job of keeping that updated and letting people know what they're what they're offering. Yeah, their website likewise has a uh, up list of upcoming events and of recent events. So you can see what you missed, but you can also um, uh, see what's out there. And then on their tap page, they list at the bottom up upcoming mulligans, which are 
um, beers that will be available. They've got a Mocha IPA that will drop on the 17th, which is tomorrow. So, so. I, I like that they're a little bit experimental, right? Uh-huh. That, that they, they're not just sticking with sort of the traditional beers. They do drop in, as you call them, mulligans. You know, they, they they've sort of say, oh, let's try this. And, and sometimes they're winners, sometimes not so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I it's, stopped, it's but that's the thing when you're experimenting, if you knew it was going to be perfect every time, then you just put it yeah. on the regular, on the regular list, uh, you know, and things that are really good, make it to the regular, uh, tap list and things that don't or, or don't yeah. sell well, get bumped off on the back. Right. So that's just, you know, but I think that, you know, you're right. Not everybody, um, there's a lot of places that stay in, in a very tight wheelhouse and don't, don't, uh, don't drift from there. And these guys clearly are trying a, a variety of things. They also have something that I haven't seen at some of the other places. Um, they have a club membership. They have uh, Club 72 members. You can um, become a member. It's the, the dues are $100 a year. But for that $100, you get a limited edition Club 72 t-shirt, a limited edition 72 uh, Club 72 pint glass, a membership card and the card entitles each member to $2 off two pints, two days per month, uh, for four hour blocks. And it does say days will rotate. So I'm not sure when that is. So you have to be, it wouldn't make sense if you're occasional, but if you live in the area and you yeah. wanted to be go over and have a drink, you could save yourself some bucks on it. They also say that they have early access to all their special brew releases and brewery events, including their yearly anniversary party. So, um, okay. You know, so there's there's some benefits there. You you can decide whether or not it's worth it to you. But it's just something else that they're doing to try to, uh, you know, um, uh, get people who who like what they do to, you know, become regular, come back. And, uh, you know, you can't complain about that. So it is a family owned and operated uh, business. It is a good good group of guys. Yep. Yep. Group of guys. So. Anyway, um, anything else we want to say about Three Iron? No, go check it out. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they're in Colton. It's a it's a nice little location. Yeah. Have a good experience. They're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. They're open from uh, two to eight thirty Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and one to eight thirty Saturday, one to five on Sundays. Um, so um, that's their their normal schedule. And you, you already said that they're on the uh, eight ninety eight south of Vialata in Colton. Yes. And um, yeah, so go go give them uh, a, a try. Tell them that you heard about them on Two for Brew podcast. Uh, you know, help us get the word out. And we appreciate that. So um, we've been talking about what's maybe next up. And we're thinking about, uh, well, we're, we're definitely going to schedule time to go back up and do the three marms on a weekend that they're yes. not doing a special event. Um, but because it's a drive up the mountain, we're going to try to schedule that for a weekend trip rather than a uh, Friday night because I don't want to come back down the mountain in the dark right. having been tasting beers. So um, not that we drink that much. Like you said, we, we taste yeah. things. But uh, so what we're thinking about is a trip out to Yakaipa. Yeah, Yukaipa's got some interesting places. Uh, Brewkaipa has been around for a long time, and then they've got a new place called Hops and Spokes. And uh, I had a chance to pop in there the other day uh, to see a friend of mine whose band was playing, and I'm like, oh, Todd is going to want to come back here with me. This is this is kind of a cool place. Yeah. So uh, we've got a couple options up in Yukaipa. I think we'll see see, see what it, the beer scene in Yukaipa is like. There you go. So uh, l- keep listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. 
and uh, you'll get some updates on, on some beers out Yakaipa way in the not too distant future and we'll keep you posted on stuff we're going to do places we're going to be and, and a few other things we got we got brewing <laughs> like that tie that in we got yeah. some other things brewing for our <laughs> listeners and and, uh, and beer aficionados in the Inland Empire and, and beyond we're going to stretch out too a little bit so Anyway, thanks very much for listening, and we look forward to uh, coming back again next week. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. Have a great week, guys. Two for brew! That's how I like my beer. Here with you! That makes it two for brew. Two for brew! That's how I like my beer. Here with you! That makes it two for brew.